One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As soon as you tell your boss you're not happy with your deal, you are opening the door to potentially have your ass kicked. Figuring out contract disputes is never easy, especially when the person at the top of the chain is also in charge of how you're going to get used on TV. You better hope they're not a vindictive son of a gun. You already know how that goes, though, and here's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm Simon from What Culture. Please hit that subscribe button. And this is 10 wrestlers that lost their titles due to contract disputes. Number 10, Chris Jericho and the WCW TV title. Chris Jericho often found himself at odds with management throughout his WCW run not hard to see why. Despite getting himself over with the fans, the company just refused to push him to the next level. He was a mid-carder, and that was that. Something like this is always going to piss a performer off, and it got really bad in 1998 when WCW offered Jericho a contract extension, and he said no. I mean, why would he sign that for more years of being held down? Good point. As he had planned to leave the promotion as quiet as possible, Chris would try and dodge senior vice president Eric Bischoff so it wouldn't become a thing. That's only ever going to last so long. When they did have the chat, from nowhere, Jericho was booked to drop the TV championship to Conan, and we all know why. The champion made a point of having the best match he could with the Mexicans, so they both came out the other side with more momentum, and that's the way you do it. He would be in the WWF within months anyway. Why not just showcase yourself as best possible? Number 9, Brock Lesnar and the IWGP title. Brock Lesnar's post-WWE life was nuts. After leaving in 2004 and trying to become a football player, he soon realized that wasn't going to work out, so he may as well return to wrestling. That wasn't going to be under Vince McMahon for obvious reasons, so instead he flew to Japan in 2005 and became the IWGP champion. This was just so out of nowhere. He was quite the fixture too, making frequent appearances for the company, wrecking the likes of Shinsuke Nakamura, Akibono, and Giant Bernard on his travels. When 2006 rolled around, however, New Japan stripped Lesnar of this title, stating they had experienced visa issues. Brock being Brock came out right away and said that was nonsense, and all of this stemmed from NJPW not paying him their agreed money. Therefore, he was now refusing to drop the belt. Realizing they had quite the situation, Antonio Inoki found the dollars to get Lesnar to do one last match so he could lose the championship properly. Just to keep the madness of this tale going, he was also booked against Kurt Angle. Angle won due to all the above, but that still didn't stop Brock. He told Kurt to say during the post-match press conference he wanted a rematch in the hope New Japan would get him back again so he could enjoy another payday. It didn't work, but that is a good try. Number 8, Ric Flair and the WCW World Title In the early 90s, Ric Flair and WCW fell out badly. There were arguments about money, Flair's creative direction, and who knows what else. With head honcho Jim Hurd deciding, well, we'll just let him go, 
That was unreal. Heard clearly didn't understand Rick's worth as he thought the nature boy was earning way too much money. So when this situation was brought up, it was like lighting a stick of dynamite. Flair refused to budge, causing the termination, but even then, there was no easy solution. Heard wanted Flair to lose the title to Lex Luger, but Rick would only do it for Sting or Barry Windham because he thought they deserved it more. There was no middle ground whatsoever, so WCW simply fired Rick, totally forgetting that he was still in possession of the physical title. So what did Flair do? He signed with the WWF, and he brought this shiny prize with him. This was just a mess from top to bottom and made WCW look really stupid. And you'll be shocked to hear that Jim Hurd didn't last all that long in the role. Number 7. Tessa Blanchard and the Impact World Title In June 2020, Impact announced that Tessa Blanchard, the current world champion, was done with the company, and this didn't make any sense. The promotion had spent over two years building Tessa up for this moment, and because she had exceeded all expectations, management decided, hey, what the hell, let's make her our world champion, traditions be damned. She even beat Sammy Callahan to win the thing, and as you can imagine, it made a lot of news felt very progressive. Almost as soon as we arrived at this juncture, though, the relationship hit a wall. The last appearance on Impact 4 Blanchard was March in that year, and there were reports that she was refusing to return to TV. They then hit an impasse when it came to sorting out a new deal, and even when the company asked her to come back to Slammiversary to lose the title to Eddie Edwards, Tessa said no, sheesh. This was also during a time where there were a lot of negative reports about Blanchard doing the rounds, so those in charge just decided to cut their losses and move on. I don't think this is the ending they were hoping for, and if it was, they're really weird people. Number 6, AJ Styles and the TNA World Title TNA wouldn't have been the same without AJ Styles. He helped build the company because he was so damn good, winning Match of the Year awards and other accolades from various wrestling publications. Behind the scenes, he acted exactly like you'd want a top star to act too, which is why when TNA told him in 2013 they were cutting his pay by 60%, AJ was miffed. I mean, who wouldn't be? It was a silly drop given how valuable he was to the company, and because this was total non-stop action, all of a sudden it was a storyline on TV too. Stars and Dixie Carter were having this very row to the point AJ ripped up a contract in front of the world. Styles still somehow won a fifth world championship at Bound for Glory, which raised a few eyebrows, but it was mainly done as the promotion was hoping he would feel appeased by it. AJ had been in this game too long though, refused to sign a new deal, and left. Nine days after he'd won that shiny prize, the phenomenal one was stripped of the gold. As he had done his whole career, Styles bet on himself and headed to New Japan, and just look at him now. He has got to be making more money than ever, and he's also one of the best wrestlers in history. Number 5, Devon and the TNA TV title. Back to Victory Road 2020, we shall go now, where Devon beat Robbie E to become the TNA TV champion. I always enjoyed this. Devon was awesome as one half of the Dudleys, but I was keen on him having some single success, and here it was. He also ended up holding the belt longer than anybody else in the company's history. This felt like a reward too, because not only had Devon gotten himself in the best shape of his career, but he was having great matches most weeks. While I'm sure he didn't plan to have it end this way either, the fact that he did have it taken off him because he couldn't agree a new deal was kind of cool. Nobody ever beat him. Devon talked about this at the time and said there were no ill feelings on either side. They just couldn't agree on terms, so they shook hands and that was that. This then got kind of dumb as TNA found the money a few months later and Devon returned as part of the Aces and Eights faction. But hey, that's kind of just what happened, and it happened all the time. Number 4, Bret Hart and the WWF title 
I mean, you knew it was coming. You just can't win with it. If you don't mention the Montreal Screwjob, people go, how did you not say that one? And if you do, you get the opposite. Oh, uh, who cares? It is likely the most analyzed moment in pro wrestling history, however, especially when it comes to one wrestler leaving a company. And let's face it, it all stemmed from the fact that the World Wrestling Federation and Bret Hart couldn't come to terms on a new deal. Vince McMahon had even booted the Hitman out of a 20-year contract he had only recently signed. All of this meant a $3 million a year offer from WCW was too much to turn down, the major issue being that Hart was the WWF champion. Fear then clogged everybody's mind and those in power positions decided Bret would definitely appear on WCW TV with the belt unless they got it off him, and because that could not happen... Well, you know the rest. The only point I do want to make is that if all of this was true, why didn't Hart turn up on the Nitro the day after the Survivor Series 1997? The answer is he would have been in breach of his contract. Just let that whir around in your brain for a while. Number three, the Hardys and the TNA tag titles. 2016 was a great year for the Hardys. Looking inwards, they realized they should do something to shake up their personas, giving us broken Matt and brother Nero who came storming out of the broken universe. It was like a shot on the arm for TNA who started to claw their way back from the brink. And some of the madness they got involved in was awesome. And it's why they beat Decay at Bound for Glory to become the tag champions. We were so close to joy here too and then wrestling went wrestling. The brothers soon fell out with Anthem Sports, who are now in charge, leaving a mentioned creative control clause to be thrown out the window. Matt and Jeff both thought this was quite disrespectful, and by February 2017, they announced they'd be leaving. Being the old school pros they were, they offered to do one last match and drop the titles, but Anthem said no. I mean, what? It would eventually lead to Santana and Ortiz winning the now vacant belts and Matt Hardy fighting Anthem legally over the rights to the broken universe. Why does this always happen? Number two, Kenny King and Rhett Titus and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. The All Night Express, as this pair were known, won the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles from Charlie Haas and Shetland Benjamin at Ring of Honor's 2012 Hostage Crisis event. Less than a month later, though, ROH stripped King and Titus of the belts after a contract clash ship. Clearly not knowing what the other hand was doing, Kenny King had shown up on TNA competing in their X-Division Championship tournament, which Ring of Honor considered an unacceptable breach of his verbal agreement. Almost instantly, they cut ties. Kenny has talked about this since and said he did it because he felt like there was a bigger opportunity out there and the ROH hadn't really made him feel like they were interested. If you want to read between the lines, it sounded very much like he was talking about one Jim Cornette who was in charge at the time. There is more proof to this too because as soon as Cornette was gone from the promotion, King was welcomed back to Ring of Honor in 2015. He would even win the tag team titles in 2021 teaming with Dragon Lee. So sometimes you just gotta stand up for yourself. Number one, China and the WWF women's title. Never forget how popular China was during the Attitude Era. She broke down barriers and opened the door for many other women to believe they too could find their way in the wrestling industry. The ninth wonder of the world was a trailblazer. She would frequently tangle with the men's division, which was revolutionary at the time, but when that had run its course, she moved back to the women, even though that's not really what she wanted to do. China still won the main title at WrestleMania 17 and defended it against Lita at Judgment day but what we did not know is this would be her last appearance for the company as her contract was coming due she was knee-deep in negotiations making it very clear that she wanted the same money as the likes of stone cold steve austin jim ross has gone on record saying there was no way that was going to happen and after the situation with china triple h and stephanie mcmahon china very sadly was out the door even more tragic is that she never returned which really should have happened at some point and a year after this the wwe just retired this belt entirely none of this was any fun hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 